Episode of Geeks Crossing. Today we're going down to South Park where we're gonna have ourselves a time. 2022 is a year of many anniversaries. Anniversaries that we here at Geeks Crossing plan on commemorating with a wide variety of episodes. For example, the Kingdom Hearts franchise turns 20 years old this year as the first game released in 2002. Eric's already posted some great episodes about Kingdom Hearts, and we've got some pretty awesome stuff cooking on that front, I can personally promise you. Shout out to Eric. But one of America's greatest cartoons is celebrating a quarter of a century this year. That is none other than South Park. If you've listened to me and Nick's discussion of South Park, or my countdown of my 10 favorite 90s cartoons, hint hint, then you'll know I'm a pretty big South Park fan. I discovered it in middle school, fell in love with it, only to fall out of love with it not long after, uh, because my parents found out I was watching such an adult show before I was even a teenager. Whoops. South Park, of course, follows the quiet mountain town of South Park, Colorado, namely the adventures of the four main boys, Stan Marsh, Kyle Broflovsky, Eric Cartman, and Kenny McCormick, and eventually other townsfolk, including classmate Butterscotch, and parents like the iconic Randy Marsh. It's worth noting that the original concept... Four boys spouting profanity and talking to Jesus and Santa started out as a crudely made stop-motion animation created by Trey Parker and Matt Stone while they were in college. The second of these shorts premiered in 1995, but we're going by South Park's debut as a real TV show to celebrate its 25th anniversary, and that happened when it premiered on Comedy Central in 1997. I rediscovered South Park last summer and ended up watching nearly every single episode on HBO Max well into the fall. This has given me the perfect opportunity heading into South Park's 25th anniversary to be distinctly familiar with all 300 plus episodes of the series. So I figured, what better way to celebrate 25 years of South Park than to shout out what I think are the show's 25 best episodes. The reason why I find South Park so interesting for a list like this is because the fan base is extremely divided on when South Park truly became a great show. You've got people who think the early seasons were super goofy and charming in spite of, or perhaps because of, the lower quality animation and the lack of serious story arcs, and look at the modern era of South Park with distaste. But you've also got a sizable amount of fans who cringe while watching seasons 1-4 to of South Park, Trey Parker and Matt Stone included among this bunch, and prefer the grittier, polished, and satirical later seasons, which experiment more with new characters and settings, put a lot more focus on writing exciting and season-spanning stories. I personally think all of South Park has its charm, but I do identify more with the former camp than the latter, as the last few seasons of South Park, pretty much right as they started adding those season-spanning stories, have marked a downgrade in quality for me personally. That said, though, I kind of liked the pandemic special. I really, really enjoyed the vaccination special and the two post-COVID streaming events from late 2021. I had initially been super hyped for season 25, and to be fair, it was back to the old, only slightly serialized but mostly episodic formula of older South Park. But by and large, I found the season just as mediocre as the last seven or eight of them. Hopefully the future's bright, but who's to say? Maybe the writers are just running out of ideas. Still, this really is the year of 25s for South Park, airing its 25th season, 25 years after the premiere. So it only makes sense to count down 25 great episodes from one of America's longest-running television programs, still airing in 2022. Well, not yet, actually, because before we get to my actual 25 favorite episodes of the show, I've got some honorable mentions I'd like to shout out. Season 19, Episode 7, Naughty Ninjas. People who cringe at modern South Park often say that 19 is the last good season. Compared to the mess that is season 20, I guess I could see where this case comes from. But personally, season 19 doesn't really blow me away. I'll get to, I'll talk about this a little more later. 
That aside, there are a few gems, and Naughty Ninjas is one of them. It explores the town of South Park's anger at the police force, including serious staple officer Barb Brady. This episode was his farewell, kind of sad. This goofball was one of my favorite early characters, and though he's pretty much retired, according to Stone and Parker, this episode was a great way for him to go out. Plus, the plot about the ninjas getting mistaken for ISIS members was really hilarious. Season 16, episode 6, I should have never gone ziplining. I love that the episode is a parody of a disaster documentary, but the disaster is how bored the boys are. That said, the last 7 or 8 minutes showing the boys stranded on the boat and the entire segment's done in live action, that goes on for way too long in my opinion, and it kind of sucks some of the fun out of the episode. Season 21, episode 4, franchise prequel. I like this episode pretty much just for the Dr. Chaos subplot, as the main plot doesn't really go anywhere with the return of the Coon and Friends for the first time since the wonderful Coon and Friends trilogy. I do like the MCU parody as Cartman plans out the entire Coon universe, but it's not enough to save this one, especially with such a lackluster Mark Zuckerberg parody. Season 3, episode 7 and 8, Cat Orgy and Two Guys Naked in a Hot Tub. I really like the Meteor Shower trilogy, which consists of these two episodes and Jubilee, but these two are stronger. Cat Orgy explores Cartman's rarely seen sweet side, as this was still when he acted like a spoiled but somewhat good-natured kid. Let's call this the pre-Tenorman era. <laughs> two guys naked in a hot tub establishes Randy Marsh and General Brovlovsky as two concretely hilarious characters who get themselves into a very interesting situation as Stan tries to find his way out of a boring party with three dorks, one of which is Butters, who has his first speaking role in this episode. Season 6, Episode 2, Ass Pen. This is a funny episode with... Both the boys and the adult subplot. The former acting as a parody of 80s feel-good movies, but I don't think Aspen is funny or memorable enough to make the proper list. It's definitely in the top percentile, though, of South Park episodes. Season 15, episode 6, City Sushi. If for nothing else than the City Walk guy's intense hatred of City Sushi, which is hilarious. Season 19, episode 1, Stunning and Brave. You get the feeling that Stone and Parker recognize that season 19 would be a very new approach to their classic show, and this episode starts out guns blazing, introducing the really funny character of PC Principal and generally providing a strong start to a rocky season. Season 15, episode 11, Broadway Brodown, probably came the closest to making it onto this list. As you may or may not know from having listened to other episodes of this podcast, I used to be really into Broadway, so I got a laugh out of a lot of the references and the general plot of this episode. Consider it our honorary number 11 selection, or... I guess in this case, the honorary number 26. I also want to shout out beloved episodes that I personally don't find all that incredible, but I do recognize as iconic. Season 5, episode 13, Kenny Dies. Season 14, episode 3, Medicinal Fried Chicken. Season 19, episode 6, Tweak and Craig. Season 13, episode 9, Butter's Bottom Bitch. Season 15, episode 9, The Last of the Mexicans. And season 5, episode 4, Scott Tinnerman Must Die. I don't think any of those episodes are bad per se. They're just personally not my top favorites. In addition, there were a ton of other episodes I really enjoyed. I kind of had an idea that I wanted to make this list early on, so while I was watching South Park and saw an episode I really liked, I'd write it down. By the time I finished the series, I'd bookmarked well over 100 episodes. So you'll forgive me for saying I don't think there's time to go through 80 honorable mentions or so. Okay, I guess technically I could sit here for six hours, but you don't want that. I don't want that. Honorable mentions aside, let's get to my actual 25 favorite episodes of South Park, starting with my number 25 pick. Season 11, episode 13, Guitar Queero. Stan and Kyle are obsessed with Guitar Hero and eventually get offered a contract by a record label to play the game live and eventually break the 1 million point record on a song. However, Stan gets caught up in the glory of fame and ditches Kyle, who's more concerned with the joy of playing. 
basically it plays out like a typical rock star biopic, but Stan and Kyle are just kids and they're not really playing a real instrument. This leads to some very funny moments like Stan playing a heroin themed video game instead of actually getting addicted to heroin, like an unfortunate number of rock stars do. Pretty much every scene with Kyle and the bowling alley owner got a chuckle out of me as the owner treats him like a genuine down-on-his-luck musician. This parody won't be for everyone, but I generally find it pretty funny. Not as funny as some of South Park's other genre parodying efforts, which we'll see a little further up the list, but funny nonetheless. Number 24, Season 5, Episode 9, Osama Bin Laden Has Farty Pants. For a show that usually likes to be on top of the times, the September 11th terrorist attacks put South Park in a very interesting predicament. How do you satirize the worst and most destructive attack on civilians in American history not even two months after the fact? Well, as per usual, South Park handled itself masterfully. The politics of the situation are shown with a certain amount of tact, with the boys learning about why some people in the Middle East may not like America, but the lesson they take away from it being that they should root for their home team, a poignant message after such a tragedy. And then you have the comedy, which is mostly Looney Tunes-inspired skits, in which Cartman trolls Osama Bin Laden. Add that to the list of sentences I never thought I'd have to write in my life. It's honestly kind of bizarre, but I think it definitely works. This is one of the older episodes, and it shows its age. A lot of the references to the post-9-11 world are completely lost on almost anyone watching the episodes today. But I still think it makes for a fun and enjoyable watch, just for a timeless lesson and timeless comedy. Number 23, Season 17, Episode 5, Taming Strange. This episode has a little bit of everything. Kyle wants to bond with his baby brother Ike, but Ike has started puberty and is thus brooding, short-tempered, and obsessed with women and their strange. All the while, we follow a variety of subplots, including the Canadian health minister trying to find out why his wife doesn't love him, Mr. Mackey trying to set up the elementary school with a new internet system, and the cast of Yo Gabba Gabba trying to get member Fufa to not chase her sexual demons. You know what, I have a feeling I'm going to be saying a lot of sentences for the first time today. Anyway, all these subplots come together at the end in a sequence of bizarre circumstances that involves an Obamacare parody and Tom Brady's laxatives to make one of South Park's funniest episodes. So why only 23? Well, for the simple, boring fact of stiff competition. There's other episodes with stories, premises, and jokes that I simply like more. But even taking that into account, Taming Strange is a thoroughly funny episode. Number 22, Season 6, Episode 5, The New Terrence and Phillip Movie Trailer. The typical episode of South Park, or any TV show in general, is about 22 minutes, usually taking a nice, neat, half-hour time slot on traditional television because of commercial breaks. Well, the new Terrence and Phillip movie trailer is the only episode of South Park, and the only episode of most TV shows, in which the events of the episode are actually a half-hour long. This is often called taking place in real time. Cartman, Kyle, Stan, and Butters, Kenny's still dead for most of season 6, Want to watch the newest episode of a bizarre yet charming TV show about Russell Crowe beating people up around the world. However, they don't actually care about the show, but rather the trailer that's scheduled to air during one of the commercial breaks for the new Terrence and Phillip movie, hence the name of the episode. The boys frantically run around town looking for a TV on which to watch the commercial, but unfortunately and comically lose access to television after television. It's a really funny episode with a lot of twists and turns, but one that deals with a super basic premise. I liked all of it, even all the Russell Crowe bits, even if I wasn't familiar with the jokes before watching. Number 21, Season 5, Episode 6, Cartman Land. Cartman inherits a million dollars from his dead grandmother and uses it to buy his own personal amusement park. Meanwhile, Kyle, seeing all this good fortune fall upon such a horrible person, renounces his faith in God and loses his will to live. 
Another humorous setup with a humorous execution. My favorite part of Cartman Land by far is watching Cartman slowly realize he has to allow more and more people into the park to pay for its daily upkeep. The selfish Cartman would much rather have the park to himself, but of course, reality has other plans for him. The subplot of Kyle slowly spiraling into nihilistic depression is alright as a plot point, especially for the payoff at the end, but it's definitely not as fun as Cartman's antics throughout the episode, and so that's what keeps Cartman Land down here at number 21. This is a relatively simple episode, one of the earlier ones on this list, but the comedy is timeless. Number 20, Season 13, Episode 3, Margaritaville. The residents of South Park deal with the 2008 recession by returning to a simple, early biblical lifestyle and worshipping the economy as a god, a concept that is thwarted by Kyle's noble actions. Margaritaville shares a key problem with Cartman Land, a really good main story constantly being interrupted by a mediocre subplot. The main story parodies the rise and fall of Jesus in the New Testament as Kyle argues for smarter spending. Take a guess at who gets the role as Judas. It's a really funny parody, and I especially love the scene of Kyle's ultimate sacrifice for love. But then there's also a simultaneous story where Stan wants to return his dad's margarita maker, and it takes him to all sorts of banks and stores and whatnot. I get the satire, but it's so bare bones and takes away from a really funny story. So in the end, Margaritaville lands itself comfortably at number 20. Number 19, Season 17, Episodes 7, 8, and 9, The Black Friday Trilogy. That's right, technically this isn't a top 25 list anymore because now we're throwing the multiple episode spanning stories into the mix. Maybe a better title would have been Top 25 South Park Stories? No, but then I'd have to include the movie and the specials. But I digress, the Black Friday trilogy is one of the most beloved South Park storylines of all time, and not without good reason. The trio of episodes, consisting of Black Friday, A Song of Ass and Fire, and Titties and Dragons, follows the town of South Park revving up for, and eventually dealing with, Black Friday. Randy gets a job as a mall security guard and is trained to deal with the hardest day of the year by a grizzled veteran. Meanwhile, the kids duke it out when they're unable to decide whether they should all get the new PlayStation or the new Xbox, which grows into a feud that envelops all the neighborhood kids and even Sony and Microsoft themselves. This is definitely an epic and fun storyline, especially considering all the betrayal and backhanded deals among the kids. The funniest scenes being when Cartman keeps taking people to some random old man's garden to negotiate and gets yelled at for trespassing every time. But I don't know, the last 5-10 minutes felt really rushed to me. Basically everything after the fight at Red Robin. Everything involving George R.R. R. Martin kind of dragged on. Plus, I've never seen an episode of Game of Thrones in my life, nor have I ever read any of the books, so I'm sure I missed out on at least a little of the storyline's magic. All in all, great concept, but believe it or not, this is not South Park's best trilogy. Number 18, Season 4, Episode 13, Helen Keller the Musical. This is an episode I feel like you never hear anyone talk about, probably in part due to its age. The fourth graders have to put on a Helen Keller-themed Thanksgiving extravaganza and hire a professional Broadway singer and a professional Broadway turkey to both train the cast and play Helen Keller's pet turkey, respectively. However, Timmy's pet turkey already had the role, and tensions flare as the diva turkey refuses to work with the mentally challenged turkey. Oh, the simple magic of a South Park storyline. Thanksgiving specials aren't usually super common in media, and this really doesn't technically count as one, although it takes place around Thanksgiving and features a turkey and has a theme of friendship and overcoming powerful odds, so I guess that's something. Unsurprisingly, it's a really funny romp. Timmy's one of my favorite characters in South Park, and though his star has faded in recent years as the writers explore other characters, this is one of my favorite characters, best episodes, so of course I'm a fan. Some of my favorite moments included the oddly heartwarming performance of Timmy's turkey, Gobbles, the substitution of the Broadway star as Helen Keller while Timmy's away, and the twist ending, which paints a very humorous picture of Butters. 
It's also always nice to see a rather heartwarming episode, which got a little less common as the show continued. Number 17, season 17, episode 2, informative murder porn. The South Park kids think that their parents watching true crime documentaries is leading to them killing each other, so they take away their ability to watch it, leading parents to have to figure out how to play Minecraft in order to get their true crime documentaries back. First off, the satire is actually pretty clever. It's usually parents blocking their kids from watching violent content, but here it's the reverse. I like how parents killing each other in Minecraft as compared to actual domestic violence, and even the bits about the cable representatives purposely screwing everything up is pretty funny too. I found this to be a clever and funny episode. There may be at least 16 funnier episodes, but once again, that's not a knock on affirmative murder porn. God, these titles. Number 16, Season 3, Episode 15, Mr. Hankey's Christmas Classics. This is the oldest episode of South Park on this list, coming all the way from the hated Season 3. Again, hated even by Parker and Stone. There are a lot of Season 3 episodes I really like, including Worldwide Recorder Concert and The Red Badge of Gayness, both of which were runners-up for this list. But what I like about Mr. Hankey's Christmas Classics is its simplicity. It's stylized like a holiday sing-along where many of the show's characters sing, including Kyle and his family celebrating Hanukkah and the dreidel game, Mr. Mackey's beautiful acapella rendition of Hark Hear the Bells, a petty feud between Jesus and Santa treated as a late-night lounge cabaret, and Satan and the Denizens of Hell singing about Christmas traditions in the netherworld, among other songs. Package this together with the whole cast of the episode singing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas at the end, bittersweet due to Mr. Hankey's in-universe cancellation in season 22, and, in a meta sense, due to the writers using this ending medley as a farewell to cast member Mary Kay Bergman, who had voiced nearly every female character for the first three seasons and who committed suicide shortly before this episode aired. And you get yourself a surprisingly fun and heartwarming holiday special from South Park. Again, South Park really doesn't do wholesome anymore, which is fine. There have been incredibly funny Christmas specials since, like Red Sleigh Down and A Very Crappy Christmas, but despite the lack of a main storyline in Mr. Hankey's Christmas Classics, the humor and the uniqueness of this episode is enough to put it over the top for me. Number 15, Season 11, Episode 14, The List. The fourth grade girls of South Park Elementary rank the attractiveness of the boys on a list, which throws the boys into chaos when they discover it. Okay, maybe it wasn't the most common thing in the world among fourth graders, but I certainly remember being a middle schooler, everyone talking about which boy the girls all liked the best, and so I immediately got a kick out of the premise for this episode. Not only that, but both of the show's two major plots were really entertaining. Stan and Wendy team up to explore how the ballots were cast in the first place, uncovering a deep plot, while Kyle tries to cope with being voted the ugliest boy in the fourth grade and learns about the true value of ugliness. It's a very fun episode with twists, turns, and great comedy, which is about the best combo an episode of South Park can offer. Also, this is the episode that got Stan and Wendy back together after breaking up back in Season 7, and they would remain together until Season 20. Good for them. Number 14. Season 19, Episode 3, The City Part of Town. Not long after the oldest episode on this list, I ranked the newest episode on this list, coming from Season 19. Arguably one of the boldest seasons of South Park in that it tried to tell one story across the entire season. I generally think of Season 19 as a mixed bag. It's nowhere near as bad as Seasons 18 or 20, but I'm not sure if its mediocrity reaches the levels of seasons 21 to 25. Season 19 has some decent comedy and some interesting satire packed in, but it's extremely on the nose, and the whole arc collapses in the last two episodes. But fortunately, the city part of town is hilarious. The citizens of South Park try to prove that they're a hip, up-and-coming, politically correct town in order to get permission to build a Whole Foods. They do this by gentrifying Kenny's house and building fancy restaurants and apartments all around it, to the McCormick family's displeasure. Meanwhile, the CityWalk guy, Mr. Kim, 
hires Kenny, among other children, as a child labor force to combat his declining sales as his customers flee to this newly gentrified neighborhood, Soto Sopa. Maybe it's just because I found the theme of forced gentrification to be hilarious, or because Mr. Kim is one of my favorite supporting characters, or because it's been a while since a really good Kenny episode. The show itself actually lampoons this in City Part of Town with a line of dialogue, but I really enjoyed this episode. And that's not mentioning its hilarious ending, which impacts how Soto Sopa and Kenny's house in general is seen for the rest of the series. Overall, a bright spot in an otherwise mediocre season. Number 13, season 11, episodes 10, 11, and 12, the Imagination Land trilogy. It doesn't get more iconic than this beloved trilogy of episodes. Terrorists invade the land of imagination, and the boys, particularly the Butters, have to save the day before nightmares overtake reality. Meanwhile, Cartman tries to legally get Kyle to suck his balls. Parker and Stone originally envisioned this three-part story as a 60-minute movie, and later on they were able to edit it as such, releasing a whole DVD for what would simply be titled Imagination Land. That makes putting it on this list feel a little cheeky, but I think it's fair, since it was originally three episodes that aired on TV. Anyway, what needs to be said about the Imagination Land trilogy? A funny and pretty creative plot about beloved animated characters getting attacked by Al-Qaeda that involves most of the main boys with Cartman and Kyle's subplot probably stealing the show, what's not to love? I also think the final part of the trilogy is far and away the best, with the return of classic characters like Man Bear Pig and the Christmas Critters and the giant Lord of the Rings-style final battle. Honestly, the main plot can be a little slow at times and maybe a little repetitive, but the creativity and the humor keeps this trilogy in the upper echelon of South Park content. And yet it's still not my favorite South Park trilogy! We'll get there soon, I promise. Number 12. Season 15, episode 7, You're Getting Old. We're officially halfway through this list, and what better episode to put here than a true fan favorite? Some South Park fans think You're Getting Old is the best episode of the whole series. I do think it's good, but there's some stuff holding it back. After turning 10, Stan starts seeing everything around him as crap. Literally, everything looks and sounds like excrement to him. This damages his friendships and his own outlook on life. Meanwhile, Randy and Sharon have marital problems. The main plot of this episode is fascinating because it was something South Park had never really done before. Stan doesn't want to goof around with his friends or go on some moral journey. Instead, he contemplates whether he'll ever be able to see the good in the world ever again, or if everything from silly movie trailers to his beloved friends will always look like excrement. And the story itself ends on a cliffhanger, leading to the next episode, Asperger's. But again, it's not all good. One of my hottest takes in all of South Park is I've never really been personally blown away by Randy. He always came off as kind of a wannabe Homer Simpson or Peter Griffin, the stupid bumbling dad who comes up with harebrained schemes. It's a trope I've seen a million times and only heightens as the show continues. Part of the reason the new season sucks so badly is because of the never-ending, never-funny, Randy-centric Tegrity Farms plot. Randy was alright in this episode. He tries to become a singer, which he does by farting into a microphone on stage. A running joke is that the adults hear tween music as crap noises too. Then he and Sharon get a divorce, with Sharon referencing some of Randy's past exploits, and Randy saying he's not happy. Yeah, it's not quite Beth and Jerry levels, but we've seen this song and dance from Randy and Sharon before and since. I once again hearken to the Tegrity Farm subplot, which Sharon has been in the background grumbling about for roughly four seasons now. In summation, You're Getting Old is a somewhat serious episode, and a welcome change of pace, with a mediocre subplot that takes away from it. Although there is some decent comedy, my personal favorite being the farmers that want to rescue Randy's underwear. And Asperger's isn't on this list because, while funny at times, particularly with Kyle and Cartman's burger business, it just rushes through a conclusion for Stan's story arc and kind of puts everything back to normal. Don't get me wrong, putting things back to normal is alright for a show like South Park, and when the show started trying to do season-spanning, status-quo-changing stories a bit later on, it was a mixed bag, like I said before. 
But why set up something like Stan's depression, ending you're getting old on the sour note, just to do nothing with it? All in all, great episode, great idea, could have gone further. Number 11, season 15, episode 5, Crack Baby Athletic Association. Cartman recruits some of the other kids to start a business recording crack babies fighting for a ball of crack and posting it online as Crack Baby Basketball. Kyle joins the business but struggles to deal with the guilt of what they're doing, while Cartman tries to find a way to bring the sport of Crack Baby Basketball to the next level. This is just a classic South Park episode at its finest. Cartman comes up with a silly scheme, Kyle tries to find a way to do good in a bad situation, and tons of really crazy jokes that still land, such as the random plot point about Guns N' Roses guitarist Slash being portrayed as a Santa Claus figure who spontaneously saves the day in the end. It's a funny time, and it portrays characters like Cartman and Kyle at their truest and at their funniest. Crack Baby Athletic Association may sound like a horrible premise, and sometimes you will wince while you're watching it, but Kyle's heart of gold and the magic powers of Slash shine through in the end, rest assured. Number 10. Season 14, episodes 11, 12, and 13, the Coon and Friends trilogy. Yes, yes, we have finally arrived at my favorite South Park trilogy. In a continuation of season 13's The Coon, the kids create a superhero team, and as the group unravels and dangerous Lovecraftian conspiracies are uncovered, one of the boys has to confront his destiny. They should pay me to do movie teasers. There's a lot to love in this episode. First off, I really love the episode about the coon, so this continuation was very appreciated. I loved the running joke that nobody cares about the coon and that his own team can't stand him. I thought the new character of Bradley Biggle was pretty funny in his own right, but it's Kenny who steals this trilogy. Everything about Mysterion takes this trilogy from fun and creative to downright masterful. Sure, with this being roughly an hour of content, there's some slow moments, but by and large, this is a really creative and fun trilogy that lands itself at number 10 on my list. Number 9, Season 10, Episode 7. Psst! Cartman's mom hires a dog whisperer to discipline her son. For such a simple premise, this is a surprisingly deep episode that dives into the psychology of both Cartman and his mom, and we as the audience get to find out what makes them tick. That's in addition to the hilarious and cathartic idea that the spoiled and maniacal Cartman is finally bested in psychological battle by a dog trainer who mostly just ignores him. It's really a brilliant episode, but also just funny. I'd rank it even higher, but I did find the first five minutes did drag on a little bit, with Cartman breaking each of the TV nannies in quick succession. Cartman's a very entertaining character, though, so I was quite invested in seeing him meet his match. Number 8, Season 7, Episode 11, Casa Bonita. We're really starting to get to the iconic stuff now. Kyle wants to take his friends to an all-inclusive restaurant experience for his birthday, but Cartman can only go if Butters can't make it. You can imagine what Cartman decides to do next, take out Butters, which he does by convincing him that the end of the world has happened. This episode is a classic for a reason. Cartman's pathetic yet calculated scheme is hilarious, as is the first five minutes of the episode, which consists of Cartman struggling to deal with the fact that Kyle doesn't want to bring him to his party. Butters is also really good here. The only reason I don't rank this episode any higher is because I'm much a bigger fan of characters getting their just desserts, especially characters like Cartman. Cartman bamboozles everybody and gets to run through Casa Bonita, when I feel like a much funnier and more cathartic ending is what the episode seemed to be setting up, with Kyle's mom getting the phone call informing her about Cartman's evil deeds right in the Casa Bonita parking lot. But in spite of that, there is something funny about Cartman's desperate romp through Casa Bonita as he flees security and his angry friends. There's no denying that this is South Park at its finest. Number 7, Season 14, Episode 5, 200, and Episode 6, 201. 
South Park's big 200th episode celebration was a two-parter, lore and callback-heavy extravaganza that featured the return of dozens of previous characters and arcs, including a question not raised since the first episode of season two, the identity of Cartman's father. That's enough to pique the interest of any South Park fan and make these two episodes must-watch material, all the more annoying that they weren't on HBO Max. But what the writers actually do with these setups are truly entertaining. The celebrities who've been parodied on South Park gang up to sue the town for personal defamation, while the ginger supremacy movement finds a new leader, Cartman's hand, the detective Mitch, leads him on a very important mission, and Jesus and pals battle the controversy regarding the appearance of one of their members, the Muslim prophet Muhammad. All of these events come together in an epic and insane clash of appropriately epic and insane proportions. I like how Cartman's paternal question gets lampshaded, and though I won't spoil this episode's surprise big baddie, I will note that I'm a little disappointed he hasn't returned since 201. Although what, what the show has become, perhaps it's for the best, as I think they'd probably do something rather disappointing with the character. Number 6, Season 13, Episode 2, The Coon. Three cheers for foreshadowing. The Coon follows Cartman's new heavily Dark Knight-inspired superhero identity of the same name as he fights quote-unquote crime in the streets. However, he's threatened by a new superhero, Mysterion, who actually fights crime and who people actually care about. Cartman being the character that he is, especially after the third season, it's always fun to see episodes where he's down on his luck the whole time. It's pure schadenfreude, but man is it entertaining, watching the coon's pathetic and desperate attempts to get people to care about him while an actual do-gooder gets the attention he deserves. Butters is also great here as Professor Chaos, and his status as the only person who takes the coon even semi-seriously leads to some pretty funny moments. What else can I say? This is a classic Cartman episode. Perhaps, dare I say, the definitive Cartman episode. Number five. Season 12, episode 13, Elementary School Musical. We're up to my five favorite episodes of South Park, and this is probably the last surprise on this list, since I think my top four are widely considered to be beloved classics. As I mentioned earlier, I used to be quite into theater, and at the very least, I've spent the last six years working for a theater group, so I'm surrounded by people who regularly consume content regarding people bursting into songs and dances. Specifically, everyone I talk to in this group has grown up on High School Musical, which is interesting, because I've never seen it, and I never really got the whole craze. So you can imagine, I found Elementary School Musical hilarious on many levels. The story revolves around a musical fad at the school, where all the students burst into song and dance, led by a third grader named Bryden and Stan's girlfriend, Wendy. But Stan, Kyle, Cartman, and Kenny have no idea what's happening and think it's absolutely ridiculous, a belief that makes them pariahs at school. The plot is hilarious, the musical numbers are appropriately cheesy, Bryden has a fun and interesting arc, and the ending of the episode is one of my all-time favorites for the show. This episode also introduced Scott Malkinson, one of my favorite side characters, and had the super funny subplot revolving around Bryden's theater-loving, abusive father. And this is truly revolutionary. Elementary School Musical aired in 2008, but The Simpsons also had an episode with that name that aired in 2010. That means this is one of the rare instances where The Simpsons didn't do it first. Who'd have thunk? Number four, season nine, episode five, The Losing Edge. The boys of South Park are on a winning streak in their little league team, but they hate baseball, and so they keep trying to lose so they can enjoy their summer off. Unfortunately for them, every other boy in Colorado, and presumably the country, feels the same, so every team keeps trying to lose. Meanwhile, Randy keeps getting into fights at the games, which proves to be the boys' last hope. What a silly idea, and yet what an amazing episode. The kids are hilarious, but there's schemes to keep losing, including bringing in Kyle's pathetic cousin Kyle, who surprisingly hasn't been seen since. 
And as someone who usually isn't the biggest Randy fan, he's absolutely great here. The way he treats the drunken brawls at his son's baseball games as though it's his duty, his moral obligation, is played off so humorously. I especially love how this reaches its conclusion with the main story. This is a terrific episode, one that I have to rewatch whenever it's on. Number three, season 14, episode seven, Crippled Summer. The boys organize an intervention fatality in an episode parodying Intervention, a documentary show about people battling addiction. Meanwhile, Jimmy and Timmy have fun at a summer camp, while a boy named Nathan and his dim-witted henchman Mimsy try and fail to damage Jimmy's popularity. This is probably the most laugh-out-loud hilarious episode of South Park, in my opinion. The way the Intervention parody blends with the Looney Tunes-esque summer camp shenanigans, and I mean Looney Tunes-esque in more ways than one, had me belly laughing throughout. Nathan has appeared once before, but this was Mimsy's debut episode, and the first time, out of a small handful of episodes, in which the two would plot against Jimmy. Crippled Summer is by far the best, though that also doesn't do the Tally stuff justice either, which is quite entertaining in its own right, particularly with Tally's child. An all-around fantastic episode of South Park, and the winner of the bronze medal for this list. Number two, season 10, episode 8, Make Love, Not Warcraft. At the outset of 2022, South Park Studios did an online poll across their Discord, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube pages, challenging fans to vote for the best episode of South Park. And perhaps unsurprisingly, Make Love Not Warcraft was the big winner. The boys get into World of Warcraft, but are driven off by an overleveled internet troll who keeps spawn killing them, leading them to de- dedicate their lives to defeating said troll and playing the game. Meanwhile, Randy tries to get into World of Warcraft as a way to bond with Stan. This episode is considered by many to be the best an understandable denotation, and I'm here to help explain why. First off, it's a really visually creative episode. It's blending regular South Park animation with World of Warcraft gameplay for when we see the characters in-game. Second, like Losing Edge, this is another great Randy episode. I really like how he wants to get the game his son likes, and he's the one to provide the boys with the legendary sword that can slay the troll, gifted from Blizzard itself. Oh right, Blizzard Studios, the company that actually made World of Warcraft, is also threatened by the high-level troll, since he's too powerful even for them and gives Randy a mystical weapon on a USB in a parody of the classic fantasy trope of the magical super-powered weapon. Nice touch. And then there's the boys, who go from just average kids to full-on World of Warcraft fanatics at Cartman's insistence. The final battle is one of the most ridiculous-looking climaxes in all of South Park, as the four morbidly obese bums huddle in Cartman's basement and battle not only the in-game troll, but also real-life hand cramps and explosive diarrhea. There's a reason this is far from the first list of South Park episodes to include Make Love Not Warcraft. It's a hilarious and yet somehow strangely heartwarming and satisfying story about the boys rallying together to fight for a greater cause. Number one, season six, episode 13, the return of the Fellowship of the Ring to the Two Towers. I may not have been in lockstep with Trey Parker and Matt Stone for all of this list. The fact that an episode from the third season made it on in the first place should have been enough to tell you that. But my number one spot is an episode that's been personally acknowledged by both of them to be one of their all-time favorites, too. Parker has even said, and I quote, If we could make every South Park episode this good, we'd be totally psyched. Well, that checks out, because the return of the Fellowship of the Reign of the Two Towers, boy, that's a mouthful, is truly an amazing episode. If you couldn't tell from the name, this episode is a parody of The Lord of the Rings, and sees the boys, having just watched the movie, embarking on a quest to return to the video store a pornographic videotape that their parents accidentally swapped with the children's movie. I know what you're thinking. Video store? What's that? No, but seriously, it's a fairly straightforward parody and a relatively simple story, but that's part of the magic. There's no people bouncing in giant scrotums to their local KFC. 
or some weird sentient advertisement enrolling at a newly politically correct South Park Elementary. It's just kids being naive, fun-loving, adventurous kids. The humor's great. I particularly love Token getting scarred and Butter's descent into madness, as well as the episode's ending. Man, South Park is really good at tying their episodes up with a bow. And yeah, there's not much else that needs to be said. In my opinion, South Park's greatest episode is a simple, straightforward, funny story about the boys. You just don't get that kind of stuff anymore, and it says something that these are the episodes fans like me look back on the most fondly. Okay, on second thought, better not try to make some grandstanding point about how simple is always better for a South Park episode, considering I've talked about episodes where the boys accidentally get sent to Afghanistan, summon Cthulhu, Cartman getting his own amusement park, and an unholy alliance of celebrities and ginger supremacists invading the town. (laughs) You just listened to another episode of Geeks Crossing. What are your favorite episodes of South Park? Did I bring any of them up? Or did I leave out some underrated gems? Let us know on our Discord server or DM us on Instagram. Links are in the description of this episode, as always. Please continue to support us wherever you're listening to us right now, whether that be on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Audible, Amazon Podcasts, or any other major podcasting platform. Be sure to tell your friends and family about us, especially any South Park fans in your life. And if you really can't get enough of us geeks, support the others on Twitch. Keith at Nuclear Bacons, Nick at Cryptolock Gaming, and Eric at E-Man the Legendary, which is also the name of his YouTube channel where you can find more concise clips of his streams. Our favorite fifth member, Tyler, is also on Twitch at Carrot Gaming. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Matt, and respect Matt Theratin.